0: Draw Show! Draw Show! Draw Show! 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 We are The Tennis Tragic. It is Sunday, January the 19th, 2020. We are gathered here tonight on the eve of the Australian Open to speculate, pontificate, and imagine the possibilities before us. Tonight, the Australian Open is but a fantasy. Name slotted into a tournament bracket by a random number generator. What will happen next? What do the fates have in store for us? Draw show! So the last time we tried to record a draw show, uh didn't really work out so well you know i think when you're a certain level of nerd about tennis draws you get really excited about the unveiling of the draw it's i feel like it's a little bit unlike other sports where you know the tournament bracket for the big playoff at the end of the year it's all determined based on actual performance you know it's not something that's so random
1: yeah um it's it's so random the way they do it except for the seedings of course right but the
0: seedings it's i don't know it's it's based on an entire year's worth of play and it's a little bit fluid and then you also you have you know we were talking earlier about um the concept of protected rankings and sometimes you have sleepers in the draw like players who have previously been seated really high and then they they lost their ranking because of injury or something. So, there's still this element of like of luck to the whole proceeding. Like even for the top guys, we talk about like, oh, is that is their draw good? You know, like, did they are they a draw winner or loser? Um, sometimes the
1: road is more complicated for some players than others. Yeah, it's a lot. The draw is a lottery, and um, I think maybe the seedings just provide this vague architectural structure so um, like a house that has only the frame a very flimsy frame built and the pillars of a few different players but then yeah i'm filling it in right with uh, with all the other players the qualifiers the wild cards the the unranked the unseated players who get into the main draw based on their ranking and the other ones that come in in different other ways like protected rankings yeah it's, it's a minefield and it's it's beautiful it's right. like um data is beautiful yeah it's kind of it. like
0: a beautiful mind kind of thing going on here you were talking about maybe trying to map out all of the different paths that people have taken in order just to get into the main draw because the main draw of a grand slam is the 100... main draw it's the holy grail it's 128 people 128 men 128 women on both Sixty-four
1: sides. doubles combinations, thirty-two um, in male and female, and then thirty-two mixed doubles combinations. Yeah, we're
0: gonna we have like a printout that you brought from Sydney. I'm now. starting it now. We're yes. gonna
1: take up all your walls in your house yes. to do that. Is that okay? This is what I want. <laughs> this, is, you know, I'm only
0: in this house for another few months. Like, let's. There's gonna... not enough stuff on the walls. All right, great. I think like a permanent like Australian Open draw. Uh, installation on the firewall in this room is a good idea
1: it's, it's tastefully decorated thank you we're gonna destroy that yeah.
0: <laughs> i mean i think it's tasteful but a little sparse okay. you know like i don't feel it's i haven't lived here long enough and i'm about to bail so um anyway welcome to melbourne you guys um yes. thanks yes. for coming down we are here on the eve of the open and uh we don't even know if we're actually going tomorrow we have grounds pass tickets but it looks like rain
2: yeah, there's... How's the weather, Alex? <laughs> it's looking pretty rainy, but the we've got Melbourne Arena, which is going to be under, under a roof, but the mm. matches on there don't look so good. Don't look as appealing as some of the other ones. There's some good matches coming up on some of the other courts, but... So, yeah, there's a possibility of watching... The stadium courts on the TV instead, but we'll, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah,
0: it's interesting because I I often feel like Margaret Court gets the crappy matches and they put the good matches on Melbourne Arena because it's like well, it's the, first of all it's the second biggest arena and it you know it allows people with ground passes mm-hmm. in so you tend it's to really get great. like more at, like a little bit more of the every person, you know, kind of like not the super hardcore tennis fan. Margaret Court is like kind of hushed and intimate. But I always feel like in the early rounds Margaret Court it's where they'll put people like plishkova or um or Elise Mertens, you know, like um Like, you know, or Berrettini, like, kind of, you know, ranked players who just don't have, like, huge followings, you know, or, like, super big personalities.
2: Well, he's actually one of the ones I wouldn't mind seeing. I was just looking at Melbourne Arena. He's first off on Melbourne Arena tomorrow. Yeah. Berrettini. That could be cool.
0: But, yeah. It's not bad on Melbourne Arena. Look, we have
2: got an embarrassment
0: of riches. We can't see everything. Um, And if there is rain, like, Tuesday is just going to be even crazier in terms of the choice that we have in front Uh, of us. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm sure there will be some play on the outside courts tomorrow. It looks like a bit of rain, but not the whole day. So um, you've got things like Milman versus Umber on court three, which is such, mm. a, such a great court to watch. Uh, yeah,
0: I just basically want to live on court three and whatever they um, whatever sponsor took over court two. I think it's like 1927.
1: Uh, 20, 20. I think it's 1573. 1721. Fifteen seventy three. Oh okay. Fifteen seventy in fifteen seventy three. There was a uh, Something happened in China where they distilled some liquor, and now that liquor has been brought to us today in the year twenty twenty, that we can consume it. That's amazing.
2: Sponsor us.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's cash that check, and uh, maybe we'll be able to go to the second week next year. Um, All right. So, um, so let's have a draw show. um, we like just spent a bunch of time trying to prepare, like going through the draws on the women's side and the men's side, taking a look at the matchups, projecting out, trying to see what's an interesting first rounder, what are the, what are the matches kind of down the road that we anticipate that are coming down the pipe that we, we would be excited to see. So, um, so yeah, I don't know, like, let's start with the women because I feel like we've been talking about the men a lot. We saw the ATP Cup in person last year, or last
2: year, last year week. <laughs>
0: it was good to have a week off of tennis, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, that helps. We did what? Two matches in Brisbane, two two ties in Brisbane and one tie in Sydney. Two ties in Sydney. Two ties in Brisbane, two ties. In, yeah.
0: They just felt like really emotionally draining match- yeah. like matchups, too. Uh, the ATP Cup was awesome. I you know, people talk about the whether or not it has any meaning You know, oh, it doesn't have any tradition. Why would anybody care? But, like, they're trying to build a tradition. Mm. That's kind of the point. Yeah. It takes time to establish something new. Like, you can't dismiss it on the first year based on the fact
1: that it has no history. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. Sure. Um, History is one thing that they try to use to market things, and um, it's a real thing, but also, you throw enough money and production, TV rights, players, um add a new thing and it's going to start having some meaning pretty quickly
0: yeah yeah exactly it's a little bit of a shame that it's like the exact same format as davis cup basically but i, I think team... the next thing in the calendar almost that's the worst yes. part about it yeah i totally agree if they were split up a little bit more because it's just like at some point it feels like why would teams play both yeah you know it should like... be one
2: big cup i agree with some of the big players saying that it should be one big cup
0: yeah. I think there could be better new events. Like, and I, we would all like to see a mixed event that makes sense. Um, but anyway, we're back in a grand slam mode and, you know, grand slams have their own, I think part of what's cool about the different events is just that the aesthetic shift, it changes, you know, like the format changes. Um, you know, there are different kinds, there's different kinds of history and, uh, You know, the draws are bigger. The Grand Slams, you have these huge draws. So a lot of the time, it feels like the top people don't get challenged as early. Um, You know, at the smaller, like at the big tournaments that are a little bit smaller, you tend to have um, like really good matchups early on. And here it's like, oh, you got to like really dig. Like, you know, see there's up-and-comers or qualifiers who are are coming through who uh, might challenge one of the bigger players. Well, that's
1: what I love about a Grand Slam because there's 128 players in the main draw, pick some guy um, or a woman who doesn't have much um, of a ranking or a following and then see what they can do. Like, maybe they win a first-round match. Maybe they um, surprise somebody and maybe they lose horribly. But um, i like to believe that someone like um, Humber or Marco Tringoliti Mm. Um, who went, came through qualifying, um, could win could win a match. I'm going to go and see him on court 14 tomorrow when he plays against Tennis Sangrin. Um, Yeah, even though he's, he doesn't have much of a chance of winning the tournament, and you're right, they don't play the... Um, the top players don't so get challenged by uh, someone big early on. Grand names have a funny way of... Uh, of throwing up surprises. Yeah, and
0: you get introduced to, to younger players. Like, oftentimes these, like, the teenager set, or, like, you know, people who are just kind of, like, making the transition to the main tours, they, they're not even playing all the events yet. Like, somebody like Coco Goff, who's once again randomly selected to play Venus Williams in the first round tomorrow... Um, like, she just doesn't, she's not playing a lot of events right now. And you were pointing out to me, Matt, that there's a Canadian youngster, uh, Leila Fernandez, who um, who came through qualifying hmm. and is now, um, yeah, who's she playing in the first round? Um, Got to look through the draw. Uh, but it's it's kind of interesting to watch players like that, you know? Like, when you hear, like for the first time, about a player who's maybe projected to be somebody who's competing at the high level down the road. Because, you know, these things aren't static. Things shift. You know, on the flip side, we're all kind of waiting for, like, the last generation, for the Novak, Roger, Rafa trifecta to, to get challenged for real, to actually fall off. And I still don't believe it. Until it actually happens, I don't believe it's going to happen. I still think they're all just going to the semifinals every time. So that they'll never die
1: that they'll live on forever
0: I mean Novak was at a press conference I think it was today or yesterday and he was asked about it and he was like look it's inevitable that the young guys are going to step up and take it at some point point." and I thought like is it really inevitable like perhaps you know perhaps by the time they're no longer good at tennis the world will be in turmoil and we won't be having tennis tournaments anymore
1: like they could be good for the rest of our lives you know, like um, Montgomery Scott on the Starship Enterprise. Mm-hmm. He's like the original, the Enterprise. original chief engineer of the Enterprise. He's like, Captain, I cannot change a lot of physics. Um, <laughs> so you're saying that aging is
0: ultimately going to be the thing that that takes down Federer yeah. and Novak,
1: yeah. Serena. You as Captain Kirk may want Montgomery Scott to make those warp engines keep on operating at full potential. But eventually even though it's been amazing what what those engines have given us. Yes. The dilithium crystals will fracture and they'll be yeah and the, the, the spaceship will stop.
0: Yeah, but there's, you know there's always the possibility of an alternate timeline. You know, perhaps some kind of time loop.
1: This is a bad example. If you're
0: using Star Trek to prove that all things come to an end, there could be Star Trek movies and television shows
1: after we die. You know what happens after the original series Star Trek: The Next Generation? And it it was um, really popular. Captain Picard. It was in many ways better
0: than the original. Yeah, I think so. I think it's clearly better than the original. I don't need to hedge. Yeah, I I like it better than the original. Yes, too. Um, Um, All right, so um, Ash Barty, she's number one in the world. She's playing her home slam. Just won Um,
1: Adelaide. Just won Adelaide. Yeah,
0: she was looking a little. She lost early in Brisbane, but she won Adelaide. Yeah. She beat Danielle Rose Collins in this really tough three-set match. Um, Yeah. She beat Vondrusova as well, I think, along the way. Who'd she beat in the final?
1: Uh, no. Um, it was one was from...
0: Yastrzemska in the
1: final. Diana Yastrzemska. Really? Who we saw... Um,
2: Wasn't there the, a rematch of the French with, on Roland Garros? Someone was saying it's a rematch of Roland Garros. Adelaide. Adelaide that was Vondrusova. Oh, yeah. that was a semi-final. She
1: played Vondrusova in the semi-final. Right, right, right. But she played Diana Yastrzemska in the... Final, and she was really lovely, Diana. In her speech, was like, it's great to play the world number one, and I hope we have many more battles. Mm. Seems like a really lovely person. And yeah. Barty was typically straight down the line. Yep, good yeah, match. Yeah,
0: Barty's looking pretty no-nonsense right now, and her quarter looks pretty good, although uh, she could be playing Alison Risk in the round of 16. Who um, she lost to at In the same Brisbane. round in Wimbledon. At Wimbledon, that's where Barty lost. She lost um, to Ally Risk. Yeah. So and the Australian Open also in terms of court speed is kind of similar to uh to Wimbledon, or actually even faster potentially, depending on some metrics. So um so that could be a tough one. And like Ally Risk is number eighteen. Uh nobody else in that draw really in that part of this of the draw really looks that scary. Um, so assuming that Barty can get past risk, uh, she's into the quarters, and then she probably has a pretty tough match against either, I don't know, Keyes or Kvitova. Yeah. Um, you know, Madison Keys has an interesting first round match against Kasakina. Kasakina is how I used to pronounce it, but I guess, I don't know, I'm probably still doing it wrong. Doesn't matter. Kasakina used to be a top 10 player, um, and uh, really fell off last year, but could make that interesting. Still seems like one of the big hitters is going to come through here. Um, Kvitova Sinikova is on on Margaret Court tomorrow, um, which uh, we won't be able to see unless we watch it on television. Like most people in the world, because most people are not at the Australian Open like we are. Um, We are
1: in Melbourne.
0: We are in (laughs) Melbourne. We're here explicitly. (laughs) I took an entire week off of work, and I feel extremely guilty about it. Um, you know but
1: no don't do that because then we'll feel guilty too because we I don't do feel guilty at, guilty at all <laughs> <laughs> I mean
0: I shouldn't feel guilty shout out to work you're sitting out the yeah you know I'm, I'm just saying for any of my coworkers who are, are just like they can't get enough of hearing my voice uh, telling them what to do all the time um, and they're listening to the podcast because they just want more of it while I'm taking the week off Uh, I'm sorry I'm not there for you right now, but, um, you'll get over it. So we'll move on. Um, (laughs) I want everybody to be happy. That's my main thing. Okay. So, uh, if we go through the quarters, Naomi Osaka is actually the defending champion, which I sort of forgot. She won in Australia last
1: year. So this is quarter number two. Quarter number
0: two, uh, on the Wikipedia page, section three. Uh, sections 3 and 4 by the way nobody should even bother looking at the Australian Open app for the draw it's just ridiculous and it's difficult to navigate it's difficult to read also like the main thing for me is at any moment I want to just be able to see like okay where do these matchups line up down the road like If I'm looking at Sophia Kennan and she's ranked 14 and I'm looking at the names around her in the draw, how am I supposed to know who she's going to play in the third round if you don't see some connective, you know, architecture and uh, whoever's, whoever's doing the Wikipedia work here is really, you know, really telling It's
1: great. Wikipedia has like some good templates. So if you want to um, make a page about some kind of sports tournament, yeah, the templates are already there for you. Yeah.
0: And, um, because Venus and Coco are playing in the first round, they've even already carried the American flag forward into the second round because one of them is going to be, we know for sure that it's going to be a tough match. That is a tough match. They played first round
2: Wimbledon. Yeah. Didn't they?
0: Yeah. And that's, that was Coco's coming out party. That yeah. was when she really made the national
1: stage. That is so weird. I mean, like draws do this kind of thing all the time, like magnets, two yeah. players just find each other again and again.
2: Yeah. It was weird that they had a draw show like this Jane Open had a draw show but the the actual draw happened in a secret draw room before right. the show. Yeah.
1: There should be like balls yeah, coming out of the thing. Exactly. But I they're agree. like,
2: Oh we already did all that. Trust us that it was all objective and fine. We yeah. did that in a secret lockdown room, but now here are the results and we're gonna talk about the results that was really strange that's what they do with like the NBA
0: draft lottery also where they they make this whole thing about how there's like this ping pong ball machine and they they put a thousand balls in it and they're all numbered and they correspond to certain teams and yeah right and but you don't get to see that they just bring (laughs) out yeah but the Knicks can't buy a freaking win in a lottery so it's definitely not rigged um so uh so yeah but it is, it is this is a quirk of randomness you know we're talking about random number generation you know it's like when you um this happened to me the other day where i was um thinking about the lcd sound system song drunk girls and i went for a run and i was listening to a random mix and uh drunk girls came on the random mix i was like this is just fate like, that's not a 180 bpm Um uh, <laughs> No, I don't think it's at one eighty BPM. But I have that album on my uh, running playlist. I, I have it. I have that running playlist sorted by uh, beats per minute because I found a, like a plugin that does that. Yeah. Um, so that's like a version for when I need to mix it up. But sometimes I like to just let randomness kind of drive my runs.
1: Yeah, your cadence would have dropped a bit there. I mean, my
0: cadence doesn't always like go lockstep with the rhythm of the of the music. Okay. You know? Um Anyway, good anyway. story. Good song, um, but right, that's just the way randomness works. Like, you think, like oh, uh, Google must be listening to me, and they're just like picking a song because I happen to be thinking about it and they can read my mind. But that's not actually what's happening. Sometimes randomness just produces crazy results, like Coco and Venus being in the first round matchup again. Slow Stevens, how has she even seen it? She's been playing she so well, so badly lately. Yeah, well, did she win anything last year? Like, it's really hard to remember her... It's, it's This is one of the crazy things about tennis, too. Like, if you have one bad year, you just fall off the face of the earth. Yeah. Like, I think a couple bad turn, You know, there must not be much carrying
2: Steven's rank right now. Yeah. So... I feel like she's lost in the first round in a lot of tournaments recently. Yeah. Well, um,
0: yeah, she's in this part of the draw. I actually think, like, uh, Katie McNally is one to watch. She's matched up against Sam Stozer in the first round. Um, Sophia Cannon's down there, Um, you know, opposite Naomi. uh, Could be a fourth round matchup. But I think Katie McNally might be the one to get to the fourth
1: round. I'm interested in seeing Barbara Strykova um, play against Serrano... Serrano Cerstea. So Yeah. Um, I like... The Romanian. I like Strykova because she wears Sergio Takini. And um, I haven't seen what their new line is. There's only oh, a yeah. few Sergio... T- it's, like a, it's a very good tennis fashion brand, but there's not that many players um, rocking it at the moment. So um, Barbara Strykova is always immaculately dressed. and um, So I'm well, looking she's at... She's thing it's just strike. there are so it's
2: many
0: streets of it I think is how you pronounce it streets of it so okay.
2: many good American women players at the moment it's crazy but still Americans are like American tennis is in such a dark bad place <laughs> look at this look down the drawer and we're all talking about all these American women who are going to progress probably to the second and third round but so, so much of the commentary about American tennis is like, oh, we need another champion It's in a weird place. Like, such a weird gender bias there, isn't it? I and think
0: the, the patriarchy is alive and well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is, it is really interesting. dominating. Always dominating. There's like, you know, uh, we have sort had of. multiple slam champions uh, on the women's side. There are up and comers like Katie McNally, like Coco okay. Gauff. Yeah. Um, they teamed up in doubles at the U.S. Open. I mean, there's just, just a deep bench. And, yeah, I think the, the Americans tend to dominate tennis on the women's side. But for whatever reason, tennis just doesn't capture the imagination of my people. So this is part of why I have to go back home is to spread the gospel.
2: Mm. Except when it's on the men's side and then everyone loves it.
0: Well, but, that, but not necessarily. I think, like, you know, we had... I think on the, I think if, if Roger Federer was American... Uh, like America would be a tennis country. It's like Americans can't tolerate not having the best. But they do have. Well, with Serena, we do. Yeah. Um, but then you know, right? It's on the women's side. If we had the number one man and the male player in the world, I think uh, maybe tennis would be more popular. But then again, it's just you know, there's a lot of
1: other things that get attention. No, no, it's a big market. The American market. Uh, lots of sports. Um, football, baseball, basketball. But um, I think the biggest economy in the world, the American economy, obviously, is going to do well at all sports because they can throw a lot of money at the development of, of um, the juniors. Yeah. yeah. And they've yeah, got the USA. Sure. They've got like a lot of tournaments, the US Open. Here you'll see a lot of Australian kids getting a chance as wild cards, mm. getting wild cards into the main draw and into qualifying because we're in Australia and Australia has that right... Um, as, a, as the controller of the tournament. So that's another reason why, you know, a good um, uh, country, like a, a country that has a lot of money and that has a lot of resources like Australia um, does well at tennis.
0: Yeah, the institutional support makes a big difference for sure. Mm. And um, yeah, like, I mean, the U.S. has all these major events. We have a slam. There's three Masters 1000 events yes. in the U.S. I mean, that's, that's a third of them. So, um, yeah, uh, sort of an embarrassment of riches. Um, I will say though, Australia has a pretty freaking good, like as far as global sports go, um, you know, especially now with the ATP cup and you've got all these, this entire month is like very focused on, on this part of the world and to have an entire slam here. Um, and you know, and people talk about the Australian open is the happy slam. I've been to, you know, two of the others now I've been to the U S open and the French and like it's just by far the best situation of, of the four. And I haven't been to Wimbledon, but that's because going to Wimbledon is, just seems mm. freaking impossible. Mm. You know, the, like you got to enter a lottery or wait in a queue for 37 hours. <laughs> yeah. Forget all that nonsense. Yeah, like at the Australian it was Open, like we were literally, we were looking at tickets on Margaret Court Arena tomorrow to see Venus and Coco Gauff. You could pay 64 Australian dollars to go
1: see them. Last <laughs> <Straight> minute. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Sorry like economic elitism. American.
0: That's like, just to translate for my American friends, that's about $40. <laughs> I mean, I still think tennis is like one of the best. Slams are one of the best deals anywhere for a sporting event. And it's like got this weird inverse relationship where the early rounds where you get to see all this crazy stuff are like way cheaper. Like we we're paying you know not a lot of money and we have the choice of fifteen matches at a time. It's crazy.
2: Um, I didn't notice that matchup before. Suarez Navarro and Sabalenka. I'm on that. That's good. I want to see that. Yeah, that's happening on oh, yeah.
1: Tuesday. I didn't see her on the schedule tomorrow. That's an interesting contrast of styles. Yeah. But I feel like Sabalenka has been pretty tough lately. Yeah, I like her. I like
2: both of them. I think she I think Sabalenka will win, but. I like both of them. I'd love to see both of them play. That would be cool.
1: We're all big Carlos Suarez
2: Navarro fans, aren't we? I mean, I like her, but I wouldn't say I'm a big fan. I am. I am.
0: I'll take her over Sabalenka. There's one big
2: reason why, I think. One-handed backhand. Yeah. (laughs) She's the 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 only woman, woman. only woman in the top 100 with a one-handed backhand.
1: They're they're a dying breed. That's crazy. Especially in the women.
0: The one-handed backhand, yeah. Um, Yeah, there's some interesting players in that, Part of the draw. I mean, uh, Sharapova and Vekic in the first round. I mean, Sharapova's toast. Um, But you never know. I mean, she has. She's won the Aussie, right? She won the Aussie. Maybe a long time ago. (laughs) She's been in the final. Uh, Maybe a long time ago.
2: (laughs) She was. She was saying that she's going to get the wild card before it was announced. It's pretty funny. Uh, They
0: shouldn't
1: have given that wild card today. She should have had to go through qualifying. Yeah.
0: But, right, like, looking at the draw, right next to her is um, uh, Ash Sharma? I forget her first Astra? name. Astra? Astra Sharma, that's right. I saw her play at Quali's a couple years ago, and I was like, this woman can play. Like, she's, yeah, she's, she's like, really good. She's athletic and long, and uh, she's got anacontovate. Um, this part of the draft feels a little open Ostapenko's in here, Bencic it's just hard to know on form with some of these players
1: well, to to Nicolescu uh,
0: is a really good player with a really interesting game style, the thing about the women is we just don't, um, it's just so much more open like, Nicolescu,
1: she's been around for a while, but she had to come to qualifying this tournament. Is that, is that yeah,
0: right? I feel like she had an injury issue last year. She was definitely ranked not too long ago, um, so or seeded.
1: She had a seed. Career high ranking of 28 in the world. She's been a pro since 2002, so she's not young.
0: She's like one of these characters with like a really diverse play style, like lots of slice and spin. and Comes equal. to the net. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe um uh
1: let's go to section six let's go to section six so this is so we're
0: in the halop quarter of the draw yeah um and uh it's almost a little surprising that simone halop is still number four um i'm not sure if she's if she would be if she would have her own quarter if bianca was here i think bianca is still number five So, unfortunately, Bianca Andreescu is not playing in the Australian Open, which kind of breaks my heart, because I love Bianca Andreescu, and I want to watch her play, and I just think she just adds so much intrigue and spice to the mix, but uh, I also love Simona Halep, and Simona has been a finalist here, and uh, her draw looks
1: pretty okay, except Danielle Collins is a little scary in the third round. Yeah, but remember, she might have to play Misaki Doi in the second round, mm. who, um, yeah, is not much of a heralded player, but I saw her make the final in Japan um, late last year, and she's, she seems cool. I want to check out her match against Harriet Dodd anyway. Yeah, the other part of this
0: section of the draw, like Elise Mertens, I just don't really trust, but then again, wouldn't be surprised if she rolled to the fourth. Uh, CeCe Bellis making a return on a protected ranking from the US I don't know if you guys know CeCe Bellis No She was like, yeah, she was up at number 35 She was another teenage wonderkind who then, you know, like had a bunch of injury problems and kind of fell off But I think she had a good run at the US Open one year, maybe made the fourth round But yeah, Daniel Collins was looking great We watched her against Ash Barty uh, in, what was it, Adelaide? Mm-hmm. uh took her 3 sets so do well in brisbane too and she was a semi-finalist at the australian open last year perhaps more importantly yeah. so she's got a lot of ranking points to defend so She's going to be
2: out there screaming at people for a while. it would be
1: good. Yeah, she
0: really lets you know she is there.
1: <laughs> Speaking of screamers, in this quarter we also have Putin Saber, who had a bit of... Um, oh, that'll be a good, a good match. match. Yeah.
2: Collins and Putin Saber. <laughs> oh, God. yes. That's, That's a second right. round matchup. Collins, him.
1: Putin Saber is... I mean, Putin Saber has to get past Shui Su Wei. I'm Going to be... A
0: fiery encounter. Oh, I hope that happens. Oh, uh, I really hope that, that is, that is uh, I am penciling that in on uh, on Mets d- printed draw as a match to watch. Okay, so uh, moving on to the next quarter. So we are in the final quarter. The final quarter of the women's draw. This is the Pliskova quarter. Uh, the greater Plishkova, Carolina. The chop- chocolate. Uh, the chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> chocolate vodka. Uh, and her draw looks. Pretty cushy, except that first-round matchup is a little tight. Kiki Mladenovic, who, you know, basically won Fed Cup for the French uh, here on Australian soil, so she's got to be feeling some good vibes. That is a good first-round matchup. That is a good one. That's one that, you know, I mean, Pliskova has just been rolling. She won Brisbane, like, beat a bunch of really top players. Um, but sometimes I feel like she kind of comes up short in the slams and disappoints. So, uh, I mean, she could win this tournament or she could lose in the first round. That's, that's the kind of spread we're talking here. Yeah. I think she probably gets through that match though. Um, and then otherwise in this section, it's like Vondrusheva, who hasn't played in ages, but was a French Open finalist amazingly. Uh, and, uh, Angie Kerber who has won this title. Um, but who doesn't really look like it. she's in good form. We saw her live lose to Sam Stozer. Um, I don't know. it's
1: above that we've got for the other section in this quarter Kiki Burdens and Svidalina on course for the fourth round? Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, there's some interesting names <coughs> in there though, like Amanda Nisimova is ranked 21 and you know, is a French Open semi finalist. Um, You know, another one of these cases where it's a kid who maybe just hasn't gotten a lot of match play in the smaller tournaments, because she's young, but, um, you know, she's playing uh, Diaz in the first round and then maybe Anna Blinkova in the second. Uh, You know, but then she would run into Kiki Burtons. And uh, we saw Burtons beat... um, Who was it? Uh, We saw Burtons match... Um, it's the all other right. young player the one who's being coached by Sasha Bayon we talked about her oh it was
1: Um Yastremska. yeah
0: Yaz Yaz yeah. Yeah. Um, who I think people are really high on so um, alright that's the women who's gonna win this thing Matt uh, give us your pick
1: uh, Ash Barty. do it for Australia
0: Ashbody, alright <laughs> you're going home, home style Alex Dawson, who's going to win the women's tournament?
2: Mm, Yeah, have a quick scroll up. Let me just refresh. Um, I'm kind of... Yeah. I don't know. I want Ash Barty to win, but I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be her. Uh, Yeah, who have we got there? (laughs) I want Halep. I'm just going to say Halep because I wanted to win, but I don't think she's going to get there. But my heart's with Halep.
0: I think it's good to, to go with your heart. Um... You know, with uh, with Bianca out, I definitely feel like Halop is probably my favorite player in the draw, but I feel like I've been overlooking her lately. And since you picked her, I can't pick her. It's sort of like when we go out to eat. Yeah. I can't order the same meal that my friend <laughs> ordered. I have to order something different. Totally. So, um, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure who I'm picking here. Uh, I'm going with Naomi Osaka. Hmm. Okay. Back to back. Can yeah. I change my order? Um, yeah, we haven't put it in in the kitchen yet.
1: Okay, so instead of Ash Barty, I would like, um, Misaki Doi to meet, to defeat Barbara Stritzva in the final.
0: Okay, alright, I like that. That's a real beach. Are they actually on opposite sides of the draw? I think they are, It's like a valid
1: pick? I mean, it's... Yeah, right. there's 128 players in the drawer, and theoretically that could I will, happen.
0: I will give you a thousand to one odds that that, uh, that, that won't happen, so... Well, I won't take you off on it. <laughs> because you don't want to lose $1. I was going to say, you bet, you bet $1. If that happens...
1: You'll give me $1,000? I'll give you $1,000. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. You <laughs> right, no, can have my
0: dollar. I'm $1 richer, uh... That's not very exciting. We'll probably resume the bet. It's okay. Um, Okay. (laughs) Time to go to the men's draw. Let's talk about the men. So, um, how are you going to feel when Roger Federer wins his 21st slam, Alex?
2: (laughs) It's not going to happen. I'm saying that right now. It's not going to happen. He's not going to win another slam.
1: (laughs) Ooh.
0: I mean, I just feel like you discount... His, his recent record it's no, not look, even his historical look, record look
2: the only thing the only reason David started with that is because he wants me to fire up and I just don't give a shit about Roger the real answer is I just don't give a shit about Roger win or lose I don't care how deep he goes I want you to just oh. lean into your
0: hate like let the dark I don't, that's un- the thing though I don't concede. have any Roger
2: hate or love I just don't care enough about him either way I mean that's kind of worse than hate well, then that's yeah, my feeling. i mean, indifferent towards. Is worse than I'm I'm d- Honestly, I'm indifferent towards you. Yeah,
1: that. no, I agree because even if your ex um, hates you, at least, like, that's a strong it's emotion. Feeling. If they don't even care about you, like, then it, it's like dehumanizing. No. It's like, you know. Yeah, you really know that you're, that you're never going to get back together <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, but you think the hate is a good sign.
0: the hate yeah if Alex Alex hated Roger Federer at least you'd be have a chance of the hate is indicative of a deeper fire yeah you know like hate can burn for a long time um so I wish that you hated Roger but this is just another layer to my disappointment about (laughs) you and Roger Federer um you know like we take you're a Novak guy and I love Novak and But in of the top three guys in the finals right now,
1: I root for Roger 100%. Okay, well, Roger looks like he's going to... If he does make the semis, he'll play Nadal. And in the other... Uh, no, he'll play Novak. All right. Yeah. Rafa's on the other side with uh,
0: Daniil. Daniil. Oh, has, oh uh, okay, great, right, yeah. Yeah, so, fa- so um, just... You know, my argue, looking at the draw, my belief is that Roger has a pretty nice draw. That doesn't mean there aren't people who could challenge him. Uh Shapovalov in the fourth. Uh it could be Shapovalov, it could be Sinner,
1: yeah. uh it could be Dimitrov. It could be um Umbe or Milman in the third round. That's true. Or Her catch has
0: been hot lately. Yeah. So there's some good players. I just I don't see any uh exam- like any recent history of go- of guys like this beating Roger at no, a slam except
1: Millman has beaten Roger at a I, slam
0: I do I do not <laughs> the <a> US Open. <laughs> I do think that was
1: an exceptional case like if you go back and was, it was that large... a quarterfinal? final it was a big match the kind of match you'd expect Roger to thrive on yeah but he the, the, the conditions were fucked up they were like oh really the conditions
2: weird. here we go it was <laughs> look Here <you> go. <laughs> the conditions. let's
0: hear about the conditions it, that was the year where they had like they had added. I think they just added the roof, or they'd added some extra structure to Arthur
2: Ashe Stadium. They added one row of seats on the western side, and that threw Roger off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, look, you guys haven't been to New York City in uh, in September. It, it like the temperature was it was like ninety degrees. Translation for Australians that's like 35, 33, 35. But humid as fuck. And they are in this sweat box. It was a big issue. I mean, this was actually the same thing I feel like uh, Novak struggled with this year when he got booed off the court, you know, for not finishing his match with Wawrinka. It's just the conditions are really tough in New York. Um, and and Roger didn't do so well He didn't like do well that. with the conditions, yeah.
1: yeah. So Well, he's had a big rest. He had a big, long rest. Um, he hasn't played any lead up tournaments. Didn't play ATP Cup. So, um, yeah, so we
0: have really have no idea. I mean, maybe, I don't think Stevie Johnson can beat him,
1: though. Or Krajinovic.
0: So Steve it's really Johnson... the third round before he gets challenged.
1: Sure, but if Steve Johnson does have a chance of beating Roger Federer, it's better off playing him in the first round than the second or third round true. Start to get into the tournament. For the
2: record, Djokovic retired with an elbow injury, not heat exhaustion. Oh, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see.
0: Um, we'll see who finishes with more slams, uh, Novak or Roger. You're like, I You don't care. I, don't oh, give a shit. I just about wish it you cared. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to try to have a conflict here, Alex. You're just
2: trying to have a conflict, but I honestly just do not care where Roger goes. He could lose in the first round, <laughs> the second round, or he could win it, I just wouldn't care. And then, um, then he could do an interview so with disappointing.
1: Murray um, before he promotes Murray <laughs> 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 Um Yeah um the 2000 the 2020 vintage will always live on in his mind that was the year that he won the australian open
0: i see it'll be a very special vintage yeah yeah okay um so why don't we talk about novak you do care about novak right alex you
2: care yeah i like novak um I don't why, know why you're why trying to turn to this into a someone versus someone else in the podcast. We're just talking about the draw. Like I, I have I have players that I like, but I don't like go through shit on the other players and say they're gonna. I'm play. not shitting on anybody.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like Yannick Sinner might like have a chance against Roger Federer. I never said that, and I just feel like that's you know. Oh, you never said it. Okay, all right. I don't want to misrepresent. Are we going to, we're gonna we're gonna have to go to a dramatic reading of our of our text message from the other day.
2: Um, David right. just can't handle the fact that there are other good tennis players in Roger's quarter. That's right. That's all it is. There are other good tennis <laughs> players. In it's
1: gonna be some really interesting matchups for Roger. I think David's point is that over five sets, they probably don't. Um, that Roger has like the experience to work out those players, even if he loses a set. Um, he has so many tools in his
0: yeah and it's a good box he's this is a good service for him he's won two out of the three last Australian Opens um, are you actually nodding off or are you just uh, pretending I'm just tired of this conversation okay alright well,
1: well we'll see I hope let's our fans, fans to, aren't tired of it too let's go to some of the other let's go to some of the other matchups that aren't one of the big three so we've got um, in John which is quarter Lopez, Feliciano Lopez versus RBA, Roberto Bautista good. Um and that's going to be on an outside court tomorrow. That would be very, that would be a very good match to see. Yeah, that would
0: be a fun one. Do you, uh, do you know what mat, what court that's on?
1: It's like on courts, maybe on court seven. Okay.
0: Yeah, I feel like RBA is like a real threat at this tournament. I feel like he could take Suttipas down in the fourth round. I feel like he's. Probably a player with one of the best chances against Novak, honestly. Um, I feel similarly Potential about the Potential quarterfinal.
1: quarterfinal um, if he gets past Sitsipas in this section, then he would play Novak in the quarterfinal. That would be a good match.
0: Yeah, I would really like to see that. Like R- Roberto batista Gut has beaten Novak Djokovic on hard courts. And uh, I think his play was absolutely... Outstanding at the ATP Cup. Like, I don't think he lost... Uh, I don't think he lost a set. And I think he only got pushed to 7-5 once. So he was really rolling. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that could be a really... That could be a challenging quarter for Novak. Although, you know, Novak has to be the favorite in basically every match. Uh, he's He also didn't lose at the ATP Cup. He is the defending champion. Uh, he's Novak Djokovic. I mean there isn't a lot uh, to concern me but I think RBA or Tsitsipas both of those guys could give him a match in the quarters I'm sure
1: and certainly if he plays Medvedev in the final like that's a that's a match that Djokovic could lose mm.
0: yeah so let's go let's flip over to the other half before uh, people start falling asleep uh, on my couch um, so we've got um, so it's, it's Rafa like... in one quarter and then Medvedev in the other
1: yeah um Rafa is playing Hugo de from Bolivia. That should be an easy assignment for him. Um, but he also faces Nick Kyrgios in this section, and Karen Kachanov. Uh Kyrgios um Nadal is the, the grudge match that we want to see in the fourth round, I think.
0: Yeah, I really would like to see that. And you know i think if Kyrgios gets there he would be up for that match and um Perfect, i just yeah. don't i don't know if i'd trust him in a five set match against rafa um like he was playing great at the atp cup until he had until the one stinker against
1: rba rba kind of kicked his butt there in the end yeah mm. so um mental fortitude yeah is definitely a thing that Kyrgios needs to to show uh, he he had really he got really down on himself in that match against RBA. So, yes, yeah, true. If, he's, if he loses the set against Nadal, he needs to keep believing that he can win because he's definitely got the quality to do it. I'm also looking at Cuevas and Simon. I don't think either of those guys are going to win the tournament, but Cuevas is an interesting player. He's got a lot of court craft, and he's he's theat- he can be theatrical like he showed um, in the ATP Cup. Uh, when he was accused of not trying his best, um, and Gilles Simon as like a as an older player who's former top ten, but at the end of his career, I think it's you know it's always interesting to see the older players. Um, it might be the last time we see him here.
0: Yeah, I think Gilles Simon has to be favored in that matchup. Uh, I Simon could potentially give Curious trouble in the second round. Yeah, yeah definitely. And um, you know, the
1: experience of Simon is gonna helping him um, stay with Curios for sure.
0: Yeah, and I feel like Kyrgios maybe struggles a little bit more when he's not as invested personally. Like, I don't, I don't think a guy like Sonego is gonna take Kyrgios down. But we're also but you we're never know. You yeah. never know. It's just you never know with Nick. I mean, could he get to a quarterfinal here and take out Nadal? It's not out of the question, but I wouldn't bet on it. And also, you got Hachinov, which we who we've been kind of overlooking. Um, and you, you're a Hachinov fan, Alex. I, I like the trio. About the Russian
2: trio, they're good. Um but coming in. I don't think he's gonna get past. Mm, I think the Curious Hachinov match will be will be interesting. Um, he could get past maybe, but if he gets to Nadal, Nadal will win. Yeah. Well, Curious has a better chance against Nadal than Hachinov, I reckon.
0: I feel like Hachinov and Nadal have had good... Ma- or at least one good match at a slam. I feel like they played at a U- in the U.S. Open match that went... Oh, yeah, maybe. Five sets. And Hachinov lost. Um, yeah, I just... I feel like Hachinov isn't all the way there right now. But mm-hmm. this is... We always... We, you watch players in the run-up, and they can look amazing. Like, um, you know, we're talking about the other Russian... Rublev. Um, Rublev, who... Uh, has won two tournaments in a row, um, which is an incredibly rare thing to do to start the year, and looks really tough. Um, But, you know, does that actually help him? Or maybe, like, it's possible that maybe he's peaked too soon, you know? Like, he's burnt all this energy winning two tournaments, including uh, a final yesterday. Um, So we'll see how that translates. His section's kind of interesting, because that's like, um, he's in the Medvedev quarter... Uh, in a section with Gofan and Zverev. Gofan just beat Rafa at the ATB Cup, which was amazing, and I feel like his form is really good. Zverev, on the other hand, is like in the opposite state. Like, he's looks like he's spiraling downward.
1: Yeah, he has to play Chicanada in the first round, who hasn't done anything since he made that semifinal of Wimbledon. Um, but... He the French French
0: yeah the French he beat Djokovic and and Goffin actually Um, yeah I feel like Chaconado is a uh, is a clay court guy so probably not gonna trouble Zverev but you never know you never know because Zverev is just yeah feels like he's been really struggling uh, mentally emotionally um, and yeah the double faults have been
1: have been a real
0: problem so
1: um, if he does progress through that section he'll play Gofan in the fourth round who has to play Jeremy Shardy in the first
0: yeah that's a tough one for Gofan I feel like Shardy is always kind of a gamer in the slams like he's a guy who can throw a wrench in the works so even though Gofan comes in kind of hot like that's a dangerous tough uh first rounder I love Shardy I, love- I reckon it's gonna be
2: Rublev back Billy round four there yeah, that's
1: not. Oh crazy. wow! Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, Basilevichvili is easily easy to overlook. Um, in that slot, you got Verdasco there potentially for a second round matchup against Basilevichvili. But I think Rublev just based on form, and I just I don't yeah. know. Rublev is a guy who looks like he's like headed for the top ten. Uh, you know, pretty really ferociously. Like we'll by be the end of this, this tournament. Yeah, wow. by possibly by the end of this tournament.
1: Um, especially
0: since he could very easily get to a quarter here. Well, that
1: seeding of 17, yeah, wouldn't take into account that he just won another tournament. So, yeah, he'd already be up close to top 10 now, wouldn't he?
0: So if he gets to a quarter, who's he playing? It's uh, Medvedev and Stan Wawrinka in the opposite part of this uh, of this quarter.
1: He's playing Medvedev, I guess.
0: The TFO gets Medvedev in the first round. I'm talking about a terrible draw, Francis TFO made the quarterfinals here last year. It was a pretty memorable, exciting run. I heard that if he loses this match, he's, um, he's going to drop to somewhere like 86 in the world. And, uh, yeah, he's he's really free-falling, Francis. He just didn't have a good rest of the year after that Aussie Open and just hasn't been able to kind of string together consistent results. So he's on the fringe right now, and that is just, you know, he could have been drawn right, just one slot down. It could have been Kupfer or P. Martinez. I don't even know who that is. Qualifier. H. Gaston, the wild card. Uh, Joe Jean Menard who's a pretty good player like there's a, but to get drawing as the number four player in the world after getting to the quarters is pretty brutal
1: yeah it's, it's a top draw but that's the lottery of it if you're not seated, you've got a 50% chance of playing a seated player in the first round 50% yeah Yeah, and you've got a 100% chance of playing a seated player in the first two rounds huh no kidding
0: um that's interesting um, yeah that's just the way it goes the way the cookie crumbles um, so who's winning the men's tournament Matt
1: uh, well for Sergio Takini's sake I'd like to see Kukushkin take it out
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey it could happen does anybody else wear Sergio Takini um, better yeah. name maybe is Kukushkin in the draw <laughs> like, yeah he's he in the should... draw <laughs> let's find him um, there's not that many people wearing um, Sergio Ticchini. Instead um, of the
0: flag, they should really have the uh, the I think apparel that, sponsor. Yes. Yeah, yes. Maybe that's how we should be determining teams for these big uh, competitions.
1: Right? I mean, it's more, it's like, yeah, it's a um, clothing firm, a company. Yeah. I mean, that's more um, naked capitalism, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's right. Who needs nations when we have, um, you know, cross national mega corporations? Yeah, yeah, and that's what people really care about anyway. It's just like I'm Team Nike, you're Team Adidas. You know, maybe Alex and I would actually would be able to really have a proper conflict <laughs> about our choice of apparel.
1: Team Lacoste.
0: Yeah, um, I mean I'm Team LS. You know that that's my team which uh, everybody seems to have abandoned ship on LS
1: yeah is there any LS players Joe Conta Joe
0: Conta Evans used to be now he's off he's off of it too he's yoksoi yeah yeah a lot of people bailed like I mean Feliciano Lopez okay, is be LS, a... yeah.
1: yeah yeah it's
2: just um he's hydrogen which is <laughs> <have> changed <laughs> hydrogen um,
1: yeah hydrogen got some okay stuff i changed my mind about it I still don't like it. I don't like
2: that Skull logo. I like
1: it.
0: I kind of like the Skull logo. I just think... I mean, it looks ridiculous, but I think it's a good contrast to some of the other stuff, which just looks, you know, like kind of traditional...
2: Jockwear. I like well, the, the designs but there's just the skull the skull's in there the designs are great but the skull turns it mm. off. the skull oh, yeah fair enough
1: the skull they definitely tried to be like okay we're gonna be a an, bit anti-tennis a yeah. bit like punk a yeah, bit yeah um, it's like
0: skateboarding kinda yeah label or something
1: it looks like Kmart clothes yeah Nike are definitely trying to rock the boat with their new clothing line. yeah you were
0: commenting on it I think
1: Alex was Alex doesn't like it what, could you describe
2: it? I haven't seen it yet. Um looks like a retired high school art teacher's moved to the mountains and opened a pottery class.
1: <laughs> okay. Ooh. It looks like a it looks <laughs> like a
2: paint on an apron. Paint on an apron of a art teacher or something.
1: Huh. Yeah, there's they're really, really bold, bright patterns, a bit abstract.
0: Um uh, that's that's interesting. I'd be curious to see it. That feels like a French open move. Like it feels like the French Open is where they, You know, like, last year they had, like, all the, like, skeleton art and the... Um, flowers. The flowers, and, you know, they're just kind of... It's just a little bit more intricate at the French, and typically some of... Like, I feel like last year at the AO was this kind of more, um, like, more staid, conser- like, almost conservative kind of look, like they had the, the Nike patch on top of the court, you know, that little... It was, like, 90s, of
2: course, sort of. It was that, like, black yeah, yeah. and white check with with fl- blue and pink highlights and...
1: Lots of colours and lines.
2: Really close together, but then mostly white. Yeah. Or there was a few different versions, but it was... Yeah. I, I didn't mind it. This is... I liked it more than this this current one, obviously, by the way I described it. But.
1: Yeah. So Mikhail Kukushkin representing Sergio Tacchini has got to play the wild card Mark Paulman's. I would like to see him do something to represent the apparel brand. Um, what about you guys? Who would you like to see win the tournament? I Jokovic. For me, I think is gonna win.
2: I hope he's gonna win. Yep. Yeah you know i
0: i just don't even know i don't i mean like i would love to see federer win i would love to see medvedev win or Tsitsipas just to have like a a first timer i'd be perfectly happy with novak winning uh don't want to see rafa win i mean this is kind of my standard approach you know as far as like the like less heralded guys i'd love to see gofan come out of nowhere and win and we're going to like really go out on a limb yeah um
1: yeah I mean, I would love to see a, a I was looking this up a qualifier. The, the a qualifier has made the semifinals of a Grand Slam on, on a few occasions, but mm. never made the final or won a Grand Slam. Um, if Marco Trungaliti could do that, because <laughs> he's, <laughs> I mean, or any qualifier, but Marco Trungaliti's story um, is pretty interesting. He's a whistleblower for match fixing, and has been ostracized by some of his peers, Um, but he's ranked 210 or something, he always has to qualify through tournaments, he had that famous run at the French Open in 2018 where he he lost in the final round of qualifying, but got in on a lucky loser, but by that time he'd already gone back to Barcelona, and had 24 hours to drive him and his family, including his grandmother... Back to Paris in a car overnight to play a first round match against Burn Atomic, which he won and made to the second round. Here he has to play um, Tennis Sangrin after getting through three rounds of qualifying.
0: Yeah, I was just trying to think like um it's a really it would be an interesting story. I'm trying to think who would generate the least excitement. Uh, for winning the tournament, you know, uh, somebody pointed out recently, I think on one of the other podcasts I listened to, that Riley Opelka has, um, something like 1200 followers on Twitter, despite being active, uh, on that, uh, nightmare horror show of a platform. I think I have more followers than Riley Opelka. He's a professional tennis player.
1: Yeah, that's pretty low. And, 1,
0: and I think, you know, what is he? He's like top 40 or 30 player at the moment. So, um, you know, uh, he could win the tournament, uh, probably won't happen, but you know, like his 1,200 followers, he'd probably get more followers along the way. I do not um, like him
1: one bit. We mm, saw him lose like to him. Thomas Fabiano last year in the second round, and, um, he was so, he seems like such an angry, angry man.
0: Yeah, I kind of identify with the angry, angry people. Um, but yeah, he's got a little bit of the entitlement vibe, and, and he's uh, such a giant. I saw him play a five setter on court three against W. Goffin. Uh, Did he lose? Two years ago, he lost. Good. But it was it was a really f- interesting match because you know Goffin is this like kind of lightweight guy. Yeah. And on the six foot. You know, I took a picture of Goffin like returning a serve from from Opelka and like it's like Gofen has to like jump like three feet into the air just to like get to get to the ball. you know it's really interesting when you you break it down and and freeze frame it um but But once
1: Gofen gets into the rally against Opelka he's
0: yeah Opelka can't move like Gofen can quite clearly